Welcome back to Mastering Menopause. And today I have a special guest. Please welcome Lorraine Miano. And she is a certified health coach and hormone health expert through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And Lorraine offers menopause advocacy, support, and resources to women in all phases of menopause through health coaching, proper nutrition, and preventative lifestyle choices. She also wrote and published her first book, The Magic of menopause, which I have here. If you're on the podcast, you can't see this, but if you're watching on YouTube, and this is a holistic guide to get your happy back. And this book helps guide women through the struggles that they face as they begin menopause and helps tackle the daily changes such as balancing hormones holistically, getting a better night's sleep, and reducing or eliminating hot flashes, just to name a few. So thank you so much. Welcome, Lorraine. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, Kathy, for having me and for continuing this conversation about menopause. Um, It's so important, and I appreciate that you're keeping the conversation going. Yeah, it, I think it's it is very important to have this conversation. First of all, and um, I think m- more people are talking about it now, but maybe just because I'm looking for more information. But I feel like five years ago, nobody was talking about menopause. So. It's true. Um, I think that women today need more information. They're discovering that they're going through perimenopause, had no idea what they were experiencing. So they are looking for that information out there for guidance and support. Yeah. And I feel like when um, that we are expecting menopause to happen at 50 and don't even realize that there is a stage before menopause called perimenopause. So what is your experience? Like, like, what what age do you normally would start perimenopause seeing symptoms? Well, the average age is around 46 years old, but it can happen even in your late 30s, which is considered premature menopause before 46 um, is early me- uh, perimenopause. But it can last anywhere from two up to 15 years. So uh, sometimes the first symptom is anxiety and women don't even realize that they're in the perimenopause stage. And quite often they're going to their doctor's in their forties and they're being told that, no, you're too young for this, but it couldn't be further from the truth. Right. Yeah. And then the average age for a woman to reach menopause, which is actually just one day menopause is the 12 month, 12 month anniversary of when your menses cease. And the very next day you're considered postmenopausal. So the average age for a woman to reach menopause is 51 in the United States. All right. So, yeah, thank you for that. Um, So how, is we have talked about this before we've had a conversation about this before and I had listened to a podcast that you were on and I thought it was really interesting how you noticed that noted that there's a difference between the menopause that we're going through now and the menopause that our or mothers or grandmothers how the there's a difference between that can you explain that a little bit more yeah and in my book I write about my two grandmothers they kind of really were the influence on my health on my health journey and one did very well and the other not so well she actually died in her late 70s due to smoking and excessive alcohol but I love them both dearly and I appreciate the guidance that that provided for me so when I look back at my mother my grandmothers, what they experienced, I never even recall them having a hot flash. And if they did, it was probably insignificant, not that not that often, not to say it didn't happen. I'm sure that it did happen. But there, there was, wasn't the prevalence that there is now. They, and I think part of it, I did some research, and part of it is due to the fact that 
especially baby boomers, we were exposed to so many toxins in our young life. Prior to that, most women ate organically. Stress levels weren't as high as they are today. Um, we were exposed to DDT. I don't know if you remember running behind the mosquito truck when it drove through the neighborhood, but this we thought it was so much fun, right? So we're exposed to all these pesticides and toxins and processed food came into being because moms were going to work and they needed these options, which was well appreciated then, but we were exposed to all of this processed food and fast food and cured meats, deli meats, all of this kind of thing. All of these things contribute to hormone imbalance besides cancer and other health diseases that we may be experiencing. Yeah, that's so well put. And it's something that really intrigued me when you had mentioned it. And I was, I was thinking about it. I was just, she's right. You know, we never had all these things. Well, you know, our grandmothers didn't have all these things. So, um, you know, microwave cooking, I know like in the seventies and the eighties, like that was, you know, like the convenience foods and things to make our life easier, but we don't realize what we're putting into our bodies and the effect that it's having. So, um, I grew up on the West Coast, so they would crop dust the crops mm -hmm. with with pesticides and chemicals. So mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily the mosquito trucks, but it was like all in the tomato fields and everything. So, yeah, just. And I, I, of course, the need at the time, they wanted to um, have better crops, you know, more sustainable crops. And it was understandable why they were using pesticides and even to this day to, you know, to be able to feed people. However, the effects that it's having uh, on our endocrine systems leading to cancer and hormone imbalances, horrible menopause for a lot of people. So I always suggest that women try as much as they can to eat organically. Um, there's, a, there's a wonderful website called ewg.org Org. It's Environmental Working Group. And they have a, um, it's called the Clean 15. Uh, no, yeah, the Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen. So the Clean 15 are the things that you can eat um, that are, are not necessarily organic because they have like hard skins and things excuse me, things on them like, like bananas and avocados, those kind of things. The dirty dozen are the fruits and vegetables that absorb all those pesticides. So like strawberries, lettuces, things like that. So it's a good guide to follow because I know buying organic food can be expensive for many people. So as many of the things on the dirty dozen list that you can purchase and eat and consume would be better for your body because, you know, our body holds all those toxins in our adipose tissue and can be leaked out in different ways and cause different kinds of health issues. Right. Um, yeah. Thank you for that. I'm going to link that um, website on to the podcast notes. So that you don't have to remember this and then you can go back to that um, and look that up. But yeah, the clean 15 and the dirty dozen for sure. Um, and it, it's kind of, it's nice that the organic prices are coming down a little bit you know so um i think the more more people purchase them the better it'll be <laughs> the prices will come down you know yeah. but of course a lot of it has to do with shipping it across the country and that kind of thing so the more that you could eat locally the better it will be for your body yeah and that's a good point because we're used to being having full access to all foods all the time mm -hmm. i think eating seasonally there's something to be said for yes. eating seasonally and i 
your, your body almost craves it, right? You want those heavy soups and the, you know, the potatoes and the, those bigger, like cruciferous vegetables. And then we want to lighten it up in the summer. And there's right. a reason for that, but we ignore that right. because we have access to all these things all the time, even though it's not nat wouldn't naturally be available. Right. So, um, a great uh, Ayurvedic eating. I don't know if you followed that is basically a, about eating for your body type during the correct seasons. I'm not an expert in, in that type of um, eating, but I do follow a little bit, you know, like for your specific body type, the way you should eat, when you should eat certain things. So it's a great thing to look up if people are interested in it. Yeah. Um, I'll make a note of that as well. <laughs> Pop that in. Um so what can we do um, just like on like first steps, like today, what can we do to start eliminating those toxins and help our bodies when we're in menopause? So besides the foods that we're eating, we're also putting all kinds of chemicals on our bodies as well. So EWG also has an app called Skin Deep, and you can put your products in there and probably find out what their, um, the toxin levels are in and endocrine disrupting chemicals that are in them and check out and see what you're putting on your body because there are so many things. For instance, in the United States, the FDA only bans like 11, I think it's 11 products and in the UK bans 1300. Okay, so, so many of these products that we're putting on our skin and absorbing into our body are creating hormone imbalances. They're being stored in our fat tissues and being released and very hard to get rid of, you know? So I think we really need to pay attention to what we're putting not only in our body, but on our body as well. Yeah, yeah. like that, um, I, I did make the correlation with that as well. Um, perfume, because you know, it would be a little spray there and then a little spray here, <laughs> you know, these I mean, things. there's so many toxins that we don't even realize. And EWG is a great source to kind of like put your products in there and see. And if your product isn't in their list, you can actually go ingredient by ingredient in the product that you're using. And they'll probably have that in there. And they rate them, I think, from like one to 10, uh, 10 being the worst for your, you know, for your endocrine system, um, for hormone balance. And I mean, these can lead to all kinds of problems, not just hormone imbalances, but, you know, cancer, other health diseases. So we really want to pay attention to what we're putting not only in our body, but on our bodies as well. Right. So things, soaps, lotions, shampoo, shampoo. I think the average person uses over 11 to 12 products a day. You don't even realize like you, you know, and that's on the low end. I think, you know, when you start thinking about that's everything, low, yeah. from toothpaste, right. To the, our facial regimen, to our shampoos, to our body lotions, you know, sh um, shaving lotion, anything that you use is being absorbed into your skin, which is our largest organ. Right. Yeah. And then we're doing all this to look good, you know, right. and feel good and smell good. And, <laughs> and feeling crappy sometimes and not even realizing why, because you're putting all of these toxins into your body. Right. They're being stored in our fat tissue. Yeah. So, you know, definitely there's some things that you could clean up, but yeah, take a look at that list. I have actually looked at that before. Um, Cause you know, with the whole thing with um, talcum powder and deodorants, like mm -hmm. came up. And so that's when I um, switched over to deodorant, um, a different deodorant. So yeah, no, um, don't use antiperspirants, but deodorants. Are okay. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, because we do like, I know we, we don't want, you know, <laughs> there, <laughs> there's a fine line between, you know, covering up and then there's really not, you know, dealing with the natural odors that just happen. So, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, also I think water is so underrated as far as a detoxifier, you know, um, we're, you know, focusing on these skinny teas and do this cleanse and do this juice when really, if you just had an adequate amount of natural spring water that would go such a long way to eliminating those toxins for you. What are your thoughts on that? Definitely. And a big thing people should think about is the water that comes out of your faucet is full of so many chemicals and um, endocrine disruptors that you might want to consider. And not just not just for drinking, but absorbing. So if you're showering in that water, all of those chemicals are being absorbed into your body. So I highly recommend if you can do it, a whole house water filter, because we really yeah. need to get all of that crap <laughs> out of our systems. Um, if, but at the very least, filter your water, that's your tap water and, um, and start from there. Um, it's, it's so true. I mean, we really just need to be cleansing our body with just healthy spring water, healthy detoxifying water. You can add lemon to it. You could add a little bit of fruit juices, you know, tiny bit to it. We don't want to add too much sugar, but yeah, it's not necessary to go crazy with all these, all of these um, different kinds of detoxifying formulas or whatever you would want to refer to them as good old H2O. Right. Yeah. I'm fortunate. So I do have a whole house, um, me too. Purifier. And this was for vanity reasons because with, um, I think it's iron that's in, uh, in my water. Um, it, it reacts with copper because I have copper pipes and it would turn my blonde hair green. Oh, wow. So, so without even knowing it, you've helped your entire body. <laughs> for vanity reasons. So every time, whenever we move, like I have to make sure that there's going to be a whole purifier on well, that. But it's so interesting that you said that for vanity reasons and a lot, it, this is very interesting because as women are in menopause, a lot of the things that we do, it starts out as for vanity reasons, right? So, yeah. I mean, and not even realizing that, you know, like weight gain and, and this and that, and not even realizing how, when we take the steps to really pay attention to our health from the inside out, the benefits are, will show on your face, will show in your body, but really taking the steps to really take care of yourself from the inside out, doing all the good things for your body, right? So you look good and you feel good. <laughs> right. And I always say that when you focus on, because I think so many women are focused on aesthetics, but I'm like, if you know, and, and they're doing things that are opposite of what would be healthy, um, chasing aesthetics. But if you're chasing health, then aesthetics will follow and, and right. just it's it's a little backwards, but I'm trying, we're trying. Right, right. And I mean, I, I want to be able to get on the floor with my grandchildren for, you know, I've got six now and I would love to be able to be on the floor with them playing and do every, all the good things with them for as long as I can. So there's a, there's a saying, and it's in my book, happy, healthy, dead. And it's like, you don't want to have anything else between healthy and dead, right? You don't want any long drawn out diseases and, and suffering. I would just like to be happy, healthy, and peacefully die in my sleep someday. <laughs> you know, I, I just really want to be there for, 
for my family, for my grandchildren, and, and just enjoy every moment. So that's kind of like my mission with women. I want them to know that you don't have to be suffering. You know, you can take do all the good things. And um, I think we talked about this, about how we want to just pay attention to what we do on a daily basis, but but just doing all those little things easily, right? They're really easy. It's just a matter of willpower, right? And and just take those steps to really live a good, healthy life. Right. Um, yeah. So we were talking about stress, stress management and sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. those two little things, you know, it sounds like, you know, get more sleep and manage your stress, but it's really super important. Um, really? Yeah. So we, we're doing um, in, in my group, well, the, by the time this airs, it might, it may be over. I don't know, but um, we're doing meditation. <clears throat> So just really paying attention and reducing the stress levels in our body because we are bombarded with stress. It's so interesting. Sometimes when I would coach women, they would say, oh, I have no stress in my life. And so then we would get really into it. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm taking care of my elderly parents. My kids are in school and I've got and I've got a full time job. We, we take on so much that we don't even realize the stress levels that we have. We just kind of become accommodated to them, but they are wreaking havoc on our bodies. So doing good things like meditation, like massage, like really paying attention to reducing stress, saying no, that's a big one. You know, don't put everything on our plate. As women, we tend to really take on the world and just being able to say no and reducing those stress levels, because if we can really reduce our stress, we can really have a healthier body. Yeah. And it's almost like a badge of honor, how busy you are. You know, I'm so busy. I, I have so many things to do. I can't do that. And then, you know, yeah, so well, let me see. <laughs> yeah, I am a big proponent of put less on your plate and really pay attention to de-stressing. I try to go for a massage as often as I can. And I know that can be expensive. So even if like, if you have a significant other, just trade off a nice body massage releases all those toxins, releases the stress and is such a, a wonderful benefit. Um, I'm trying to convince my husband to get an infrared sauna. <laughs> I know I want one. It's so beneficial for our health and just every level of our health. They can be expensive, but they have like different models. So <laughs> I'm trying to convince him we're working on that one. But I, I keep yeah. telling him, I said, oh, it'd be so good for our health. You so know? good. Yeah. yeah. Why wait? Like, do get the benefits now. Right. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, I, I've got him on the fence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, have to figure um, out a way to sweeten the pot. Right, right. Like doing all the good things to reduce stress in our life are so wonderful for our, the benefits that we can reap throughout our life and extend our life. Yeah. I'm waiting for our sauna to open here in the gym because I, you know, one of the gyms that I go to has a sauna and they're, we're not allowed to open that yet. Or they're not allowed to open yet. Yeah, so right. I'm, I'm waiting, you know, it's like really in the pandemic and we can't have access to a sauna I get the steam room like I'm, I'm okay with not having the steam and everything blowing around but like the sauna like nobody goes in there hardly anyways you know so yeah. I think that would be so beneficial to just sit in there for 20 minutes and <laughs> yeah I, I remember doing it I used to go to I don't know if you remember this back in the I think it must be the 70s Elaine Powers was like a, a health club you could go to and they had this that was my first experience in the sauna and I just remember going in there and by the time you felt like a wet noodle, by the time you left, you know, you just like felt so good, all the stress release. And of course I was only in my teens, 20, early twenties. 
And I, you know, but I appreciated it then. But do I have I done that over the course of the rest of my life? You know, I I know, I you know very infrequently have taken the opportunity to do it. So I know the benefits of it. So yeah. I, I'm still still working on them, but we'll 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 get there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, because I had been doing it regularly, and then I lost lost access to that. And then I said to my husband, "I said we need to have our own sauna." So that was that's been that's actually a standing goal of mine. Like once I reach a certain you know um, point in my business, like that is the thing. Like when I hit that number, I am getting a sauna because they are expensive. I want I want like a barrel sauna. Yeah. Um, with the heater and and those are, they're about $5,000 to yeah. by yeah. the time you get the kit and get it installed and everything. But, but you know what, the health, be- if you think about it, reduction in health costs, it could be very, uh, you know, I mean, if you think about as you age and the possible health bills you may have, just having that sauna and reducing all of those possibilities would be, you know, okay, it's very beneficial and cost-effective. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So um, I think, I think we should wrap it up for today. Um, how can people find you? And I do want to invite you, let's, can we do this again? Yes, I would I'd love. To. Excellent. I'd love to have, have you back on. <laughs> there's there's so much in this book. You can get this on Amazon and I will link it in the show notes. But also I think um, next time I'd love to talk about, you know, the Sahara Desert and the dryness that we have going on. Yeah. And I'd really love to do go a little, you know, go deeper on that. And we're just not going to have enough time to do that today. Yeah. So where... Where can people find you? The magic of menopause.com. And on Facebook, it's making menopause magical. On Instagram, at the magic of menopause. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I will link that. Um, thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate it. I hope you have a happy Mother's Day weekend. Thank you. And um, we'll talk soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, All right. Thank you. Bye.